Welcome to our podcast on A Course in Miracles. We're so happy to have you with us. We're in Doha, Qatar, and we're in Chapter 3, Section 4, Error and the Ego. The abilities you now possess are only shadows of your real strength. All of your present functions are divided and open to question and doubt. This is because you are not certain how you will use them and are therefore incapable of knowledge. You are also incapable of knowledge because you can still perceive lovelessly. Perception did not exist until the separation introduced degrees, aspects, and intervals. Spirit has no levels and all conflict arises from the concept of levels. Only the levels of the Trinity are capable of unity. And it capitalizes those levels, right? Yeah. yeah. These, the levels created by the separation cannot but conflict. This is because they are meaningless to each other. Well, I think people don't even know what that means by levels. I mean, I don't totally understand levels. Well, I mean, there's spirit, mind, body, yeah, and those are levels. And then there's levels within the mind. Um, it says you can perceive lovelessly. That would be a level. Are you perceiving with love or are you perceiving lovelessly? Mm. Are you perceiving with anger, grievances, conflict? Or are you perceiving with forgiveness? So even within those levels, there are, there are levels. Mm. And uh, we've kind of made those different levels, which keeps us from being certain. It says, you know, you, you have these abilities, these powers, but you're not even aware of them because you have all this confusion. Okay. You know, so the confusion are, are the different levels. And then it says, well, the only levels that are unified are the divine levels of spirit, mind, and body when everything is in proper alignment, you know? They're not, they're not in conflict. They're mm. supporting one another. And you understand the function of all those different levels. Mm. That would be the Trinity. Oh, okay. Consciousness, the level of perception, was the first split introduced into the mind after the separation, making the mind a perceiver rather than a creator. Consciousness is correctly identified as the domain of the ego. <clears throat> the ego is <clears throat> a wrong-minded attempt to perceive yourself as you wish to be rather than as you are. Yet you can know yourself only as you are because that is all you can be sure of. Everything else is open to question. Well, we we made up an ego and we have a God-created self. So those two are irreconcilable. There's our God-created self and then there's our ego that we made up that's not our God-created self. It's, it's a way we want to be. It says uh, consciousness 
is correctly identified with the domain of the ego. The ego is a wrong-minded attempt to perceive yourself as you wish to be, rather than as you are. So it's like we've made up a self that we wish to be, and there's a lot of conflict in that. But that we wish to be um, <clears throat> in conflict over being pure, in other words. Well, we we, we wish to be in the ego. Is that it? We we wish to yeah. We wish to have like the kind of a free will that is deviated from uh, who we were created. You know, and and that conflict between the two is mm. kind of present. The ego is the questioning aspect of the post-separation self which was made rather than created. It is capable of asking questions but not of perceiving meaning meaningful answers because these would involve knowledge and cannot be perceived. The mind is therefore confused because only one-mindedness can be without confusion. A separated or divided mind must be confused. It is necessarily uncertain about what it is. It has to be in conflict because it is out of accord with itself. This makes its aspects strangers to each other, and this is the essence of the fear-prone condition in which attack is always possible. You have every reason to feel afraid as you perceive yourself. This is why you cannot escape from fear until you realize that you did not and could not create yourself. You can never make your misperceptions true and your creation is beyond your own error. That is why you must eventually choose to heal the separation. Well, it's distinguishing again between the self we made and the self God created. And in the self we made, there's confusion, conflict, contradiction, uh, attack thoughts, you know, those sorts of things, grievances, lack of peace, duality, uh, sadness and joy together, it's duality. So we're never certain in that world, it's fluctuating always. And then there's this God-created self that doesn't have those dualities. And, and we were not responsible for creating that. We, we did not create ourself. God created us. We did, though, make an ego. And that's where all the conflict is. Mm. So that's where all the errors are. So we have to distinguish between the self we made up, called the ego, and that's perception and consciousness. And this self God created, which is knowledge, and that's even beyond our, our consciousness as we know it. Yeah, right-mindedness is not to be confused with the knowing mind because it is applicable only to right perceptions. I don't understand that line. Okay, so knowledge is, is a level beyond perception. Mm. So it's in perception, you can either have right perception or wrong perception. So wrong-mindedness or right-mindedness. But at the level of creation, there's no duality. Therefore, it's the level of knowledge, of certainty. 
you've transcended uh, consciousness to to that degree that you you're in the absolute, not the relative. You can be right-minded or wrong-minded, and even this is subject to degrees, clearly demonstrating that knowledge is not involved. The term right-mindedness is properly used as the correction for wrong-mindedness and applies to the state of mind that induces accurate perception. It is miracle-minded because it heals misperception, and this is indeed a miracle in view of how you perceive yourself. Yeah, well, how, how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive others, you know, like right now there's a lot of talk in the news about, you know, uh, different wars and different sides and this side is wrong, this side is right, and then the other side has the opposite view. We're right and they're wrong. You know, so that that's the domain of the ego. And this domain of knowledge doesn't have those conflicts and divisions. Perception always involves some misuse of mind because it brings the mind into areas of uncertainty. The mind is very active. When it chooses to be separated, it chooses to perceive until then it will only it until then it wills only to know afterwards it can only choose ambiguously and the only way out of ambiguity is clear perception the mind returns to its proper function only when it wills to know this places it in service of spirit where perception is changed the mind chooses to divide itself when it chooses to make its own levels, but it could not entirely separate itself from spirit because it is from spirit that it derives its whole power to make or create. Even in miscreation, the mind is affirming its source or it would merely cease to be. This is impossible because the mind belongs to spirit, which God created and which is therefore eternal. Well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of the grace of creation that our mind is connected to spirit. Yeah. Whether we're miscreating or not, or, or not, you know, we're still connected to the spirit. So therefore the correction can happen because it's, it's still connected. You know, we can correct our misperceptions and return the mind into the service of the spirit. And that, we always have free will to do that. Mm. Okay, the ability to perceive made the body possible because you must perceive something and with something. That is why perception involves an exchange or translation which knowledge does not need. The interpretive function of perception, a distorted form of creation, then permits you to interpret the body as yourself in an attempt to escape from the conflict that you have in induced. Spirit, which knows, could not be reconciled with this loss of power because it is in incapable of darkness. <clears throat> 
This makes spirit almost inaccessible to the mind and entirely inaccessible to the body. Therefore, spirit is perceived as a threat because light abolishes darkness merely by showing you that it is not there. Truth will always overcome error in this way. This cannot be an active process of correction because, as I have already emphasized, knowledge does not do anything. It can be perceived as an attacker, but it cannot attack. What you perceive is what you perceive as its attack is your own vague recognition that knowledge can always be remembered, never having been destroyed. Hmm. Well, you know, these are very lofty statements that, you know, we have to uh, read these things more than once. But basically what it's saying is this level of knowledge, it, it's so far beyond perception it's almost like we would have to really be certain that we want to go all the way to mm. even get close to it, you know? Because it says it's, it's even spirit is almost inaccessible to the mind. We become that separated. Mm. And it's totally inaccessible to the body because we've become that separated that we we don't have the levels in order, right? So the levels, mind, body, spirit, have have been so far separated from each other that we can't even use them properly, you know? So this knowledge is something where you're immersed totally in spirit and it's even it's transcendent of consciousness itself, perception itself. But in order to get to make that leap into that realm, you, you have to clean up your perception. You can't have attack thoughts. You can't have grievances. You can't have judgments. You can't have anger, fear, guilt. You know, all those things would block your ascendance into knowledge or into um, yourself as God created. They would block your enlightenment. And enlightenment in, in this section, they're talking about something beyond even consciousness, mm. which most people can't, they can't even mm. conceive of that. What do you mean beyond consciousness? Mm. That would be like almost nothingness to them. Yeah, I thought consciousness was the highest thing, but it's not according to this. No, it's not. Knowledge is higher than consciousness, Yeah, which I didn't know. God and his creations remain in surety and therefore know that no miscreation exists. Truth cannot deal with errors that you want. You know, that's an important line. I was a man who remembered spirit and its knowledge. As a man, I did not attempt to counteract error with knowledge, but to correct error from the bottom up. I demonstrated both the powerlessness of the body and the power of the mind. By uniting my will with that of my creator, I naturally remembered spirit and its real purpose. I cannot unite your will with God's for you, but I can erase all misperceptions from your mind if you will bring it under my guidance. Only your misperceptions stand in your way. Without them, your choice is certain. 
Sane perception induces sane choosing. I cannot choose for you, but I can help you make your own right choice. Many are called, but few are chosen. Should be, all are called, but few choose to listen. Therefore, they do not choose right. The chosen ones are merely those who choose right sooner. Right minds can do this now, and they will find rest unto their souls. God knows you only in peace, and this is your reality. Well, that's a that's a deep paragraph. Yeah. It's basically Jesus is saying, he's here to help you, but he cannot make the decision for you. Mm-hmm. But he can help you undo, at, at the level of your misperceptions, he can help you undo them. You know, he can mm-hmm. help you undo your fear, your anger, your guilt, your judgments, your um, attack thoughts, your unforgiveness. So that is the level where he can be useful. And then when you do correct your perception and you're in right-mindedness, not wrong-mindedness, you've brought peace to your mind and all your thoughts are still and you've forgiven the world you've let forgiveness rest upon all things and forgiveness being given to you, then your, your perception is corrected. And then this next step where you make your will one with spirit, that's, that's the decision you can make. But you can't make that decision until you clean up your lower levels of perception. You can't make that decision for knowledge until you have cleaned up uh, you know the level of consciousness. Mm. You have to you have to come into Christ consciousness, which means you've forgiven everyone. You have no judgments. You have no sense of limitation. You know that you can make this this leap into your spiritual reality, and you do it. But there's a lot of cleaning up to do before you can get to that point. Mm. And that's the thing that Jesus is saying. He can help you with the cleaning up part. He can help you let go of your grievances. He <coughs> if can you let help him, you let right. go if of your you, judgments. If you let him, right? Yeah, but you have to let him. Yeah. Because that, that, tr- that line, truth cannot deal with errors that you want to keep. That's important. Yeah. So he can't help you if you want to keep your error. Truth cannot deal with errors that you want. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, right. Okay. All right, well, thank you. We're we're here in Doha, and Mm -hmm. I'm so glad to be with you, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow for Mantra Breathing.